Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today I wanted to offer a review of Ray Dalio's expectations for the next investor paradigm, and as always, add a few thoughts of my own. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Nationwide. This podcast is brought to you by Nationwide. Nationwide's New Heights fixed indexed annuities now offer the flexibility of earlier withdrawals with an optional living benefit rider at additional cost. Learn more at nationwidenewheights.com. I've been catching up with my reading and only just got to Ray Dalio's piece on paradigm shifts on Seeking Alpha. It's an excellent article which I commend to your attention. It's quite lengthy, so I won't go over all or even most of it. But in broadest outline, Dalio does two things. He reviews the market history of the past century, one decade at a time, arguing that the market generally experiences paradigm shifts that roughly conform to each new decade and whose typical dominant characteristic tends to be opposite of the decade preceding it. Second, he offers his view as to what the next dominant paradigm will be now that we're in the final months of the current decade and on the cusp of another. As he would be first to admit, the first part of his article is the more valuable, as it surveys what we know to have occurred. The second part, where he looks into the future, is risky, as he was in fact first to admit, to his credit, but it is a worthy exercise. In sum, he seems to think that this past decade's emphasis on easy credit, which has pushed up asset prices and brought public and private debt up to record levels, will give rise to a new paradigm in which monetary authorities will have no choice but to support the heavy debtors through monetizing of debt and currency depreciation. What this means in his view is that holders of bonds will be punished with low or negative real returns, that risk assets will have poor returns since much of those returns were consumed ahead of time by virtue of low rates that pulled future returns forward, and that gold will perform well as an alternative store of value to depreciating currencies and as a safe harbor amidst international conflict. In short, and as his follow-up article published just yesterday suggests, his model posits that we're leaving the 1930s and are about to enter the 1940s. Now, I happen to agree with the broad frames of his analysis. As I've commented in previous podcasts, I esteem the ownership of gold, I look askance at bonds, and I do think we will see an extended period of low stock returns. Still, I know that history is full of surprises, and I don't think we'll be seeing any exact replays. At least I hope not, since after the 1930s came the 1940s, which was a very dark time in the history of the world. With that said, I will add a few thoughts to what Dalio said. They're not mutually exclusive. In fact, I tend to think that just as I agreed with him, he would agree with some of what follows. First, as much as I commend the ownership of gold, and specifically because the future is too hazy for anyone to predict, I would support a portfolio divided roughly into one-third risk assets, one-third real property, and one-third cash or cash equivalents, which is where I place gold. The third category is meant to stabilize an otherwise volatile portfolio and to provide funding for risk assets when the market disparages them. Owning gold is a critical part of this portfolio because you don't want to be stuck with dollars in a period of currency debasement. I could sell shares of my gold ETF when I need cash as easily as I could sell dollars, and there are times you just don't want to be sellers of dollars. In short, I tend to think gold will be a good thing to own in the coming decade, but I don't see it as more than 15% of one's portfolio. 
A second thought that I will put forward, which was strongly implied by Dalio but not stated explicitly, is that the coming decade is apt to reacquaint us with inflation. Dalio did say each new decade tends to exhibit characteristics opposite of the preceding one, and the current decade has been marked by persistently low inflation. He also made it clear that dollars will not be in demand, so it is axiomatic that if the money supply continues to grow, as will occur with continued central bank accommodation, we will eventually see inflation. Also, gold stands up to inflation, while bonds buckle, so I assume inflation is an implied part of his view of the coming decade. If that's the case, I'd be looking with greater interest at real estate and commodities for the risk side of the portfolio. Agriculture in particular might be protective in an environment in which food prices rise. So far, I think Dalio and I have been completely in line. My third and final thought is one Dalio has not mentioned, but the hedge fund manager is free to incorporate it into his portfolios if he finds merit in it. We've talked about the liquidity portfolio, which would have plenty of gold. I noted that real estate might do better than stocks because of the effects of inflation. But what should the stock portfolio emphasize? Do we just give up on them for a decade? I'd say we should keep a big foothold in stocks with a long-term framework that will see us past the next decade. In particular, I think stocks of companies selling intoxicating beverages might do well. This may sound a bit strange, but allow me to explain. It's related to my expectations that inflation may be rampant in the coming decade. When the value of one's currency weakens, it signals that we can't trust values, especially those emanating from official sources like the government. People associate the 1960s with countercultural values and trends, but most of the things we associate with the 60s actually took place in the 70s even if they started in 1968 or 69. And the 1970s was a decade of inflation. I don't know if bell-bottoms or velour shirts are coming back, and I wouldn't attempt a prediction as to which specific new fads will occur. But I do expect a strengthening of cultural alienation. The drug culture of the 60s was minimal. It was really in the 1970s that the trend became a mass phenomenon. And while exotic new illegal drugs may emerge, most people will purchase the easier-to-obtain legal ones as they navigate shifting values and corroding institutions. So marijuana stocks and alcoholic beverage companies might do particularly well. It also bears mentioning that the stocks that outperform during inflationary environments tend to be consumer staples, of which alcoholic beverages form a major part. This is not a happy forecast. Actually, it's awful. And some investors may want no role in profiting from this unsavory trend. But looking into the fuzzy future through a glass darkly, pun intended, that's what I see. Inflation is not just a monetary phenomenon. It's a cultural one, too, and one that is very worth resisting. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gil at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich, and our podcast was sponsored by Nationwide.